1: Hi, it's us, Geraldine Kim. And it's time now for another episode of The Naked Truth.
2: That's right. And this week, we're going to dig uh, pretty deep, boring the phrase from Nathan <laughs> Um But we're talking about, I think, a, a topic that maybe until today is still taboo or just, you know, difficult to get out of your mouth or discuss. Um, divorce. But we need to talk about this. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, uh, whether or not it happens to to you mm-hmm. or your kids, you know, it happens to people around us. And yeah. we have to be sensitive to, to things like that as well.
2: Exactly. So... Um, Um, Well, in recent times, actually in recent years, divorce rates have been going up Mm. and uh, apparently in 2020 also it has gone up. I'm not sure because people are split like just geologically or, you know, staying home all the time has, you know, put your relationship uh, to a really, really, you know, strong test. Um, But there are people around us and when we say people, not just adults, we mean like children as well who are experiencing this and... We came to this very interesting discussion, like Gerald and myself, and we were asking each other, okay, if one day this happens to us, right, would you your would you rather your parents um, get a divorce if they're so unhappy and there's like no chance of like reconciliation anymore, or would you want your parents to stay together no matter what just because there's like you know a traditional. Family unit
1: Whether or not You know your parents Are going through this I, I mean it's something For us to think about And yeah. I don't think You know it will hurt To think of all, all these things Correct I have thought of this before I mean my parents Love each other uh, and, and I grew up I was very fortunate To actually grow up In a very nice loving family mm-hmm. But of course you know Thoughts like these Will, will, will come to mind and, and when I was younger I always thought to myself No I, No matter what I want my parents together I want to live In a family In a house Where I wake up I can say hi to my dad Yeah I can say hi to my mom. Yeah but whether or not that's feasible is another story altogether.
2: Exactly. So um this actually was like a thought that I had since I was I was a kid because when I was in primary 3 I still remember one of my best friends in primary school um her parents were going through a divorce. It was a pretty uh well, it was a very calm split. Um but she, as a child, of course, um, she was confiding in me and saying that, you know, she's very upset because she's so close to both her parents and she wanted them to stay together no matter what, yeah? Mm. And she was saying that, I don't know how, then I can't see my daddy every day or I can't Same. see my mom every day. Yeah. Um, and now as, now that we're adults already, um, currently she has, she still has both, both her parents, very loving, uh, she has step-parents as well and they all have managed to maintain mm-hmm. a very good um, friendship. Right. But it was because of the split, and she knows that if her parents didn't actually split up at the point in time, it probably wouldn't have turned out that way. Like they'll be very angry with each other.
1: So once again, the question that we asked you on Insta Stories: Are Mm. you okay with parents getting a divorce, or would you want them to stay uh, together forever, Um, whatever the reason is? We got a couple of you know like replies coming in. This one's from okay, we won't read your names. Okay, this person says my parents are divorced. It hurt real bad, but it made me grow. Okay. It got me to understand life a lot better. Mm-hmm. And it would have hurt more to keep the family together uh, that no longer has warmth. Mom and dad, children as well will suffer more. But right now, my parents are actually friends still.
2: Okay, okay. Well, th- I mean, I guess, you know, it takes some time to come to that, you know, well, that level whereby, okay, you can finally be friends again. Uh, but sometimes, you know, divorce is not always for the worst. Um, mm-hmm. According to a lot of the responses that we have gotten, most people are saying if the divorce is going to be better for the family, then go ahead. Um, and but who's to say? Who's to say, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and this is one of the responses that we got. Uh, sh- this girl says, after 15 years, I have not stopped hoping for my parents to get a divorce um, from long ago. I know it sounds very mean as a child, but it's very mentally draining for me and my siblings to mm-hmm. go home in inverted commas, to a place where strangers simply coexist, And she feels that that relationship is very, very unhealthy.
1: Right. Uh, This person says, my parents are divorced and I am quite okay with it because I know they will keep fighting endlessly if they stay together. Mm. And it's going to hurt the family a lot more. I have got a few other siblings and it's not really cool if they do keep fighting.
2: Okay. Mm. Here's a short one. As a kid, I think they should stay together. Mm. Um, But if you know, when your kid gets older, like me right now, no. I think forcing them to stay together will just make everybody unhappy. Yeah. Um, this other one is interesting, okay? So, this girl says, I have had friends whose parents stayed together, even though they're very unhappy, and they ended up cheating on each other oh. many years later. And then, she, it turns out like there was once her friend actually found out like out of the blue that they have step-siblings they didn't even know about and the whole situation got very very messy and he was saying uh the friend was actually telling her he said I just wish my parents you know split up it was clean so that our families and our lives can actually move on. Yeah. Because without the divorce, nobody can move on and now everybody's like intertwined.
1: Of course, the divorce must be a last case scenario. Yeah, um, of course. It, it, you know, when you go into a marriage with somebody, you have to work it out. Yeah. You have to make sure that, you know, if you have decided to have children, work it out first. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be just uh, how do I put this? Like, like if you decide to want to, de- uh, if you have a quarrel, oh, you know, just just use the word very loosely. Yes. Yeah. So so work on it. Uh, we've got a lot more, you know, replies coming in, mm-hmm. but this. Episode of the Naked Truth. We have upped the NT.
2: Yeah, we're, we're gonna make it very special because um Gerald and I are not experts, and mm. of course like between us we also like have questions. Do you think this is the right thing to do? What if this happens to us in future? Um, so we actually got two experts to uh come on in and uh join us for this session. Want to say hello to Miss Christine Lim, who is principal um psychotherapist over at EMCC, and of course this is the Eagles Mediation and Counseling Center. Um, hello to Christine and also uh Miss Lau Lichu, who's a mediator at the EMCC as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's start with Lee Chu first. Lee Choo, tell us what what does a mediator do over AMCC?
0: Yes. Hello, yes. What we do as a mediator is to help bring um, parties, uh, in this case would be the husband and wife um, together, and to uh, come up with um, their solutions for the child all their ancillary matters regarding the divorce. Mm. And uh, what we want to do is um, bring both parties to the table and be able to um, have an open, uh, honest discussion. And the mediator is a person who is not a judge, not a lawyer, not a person who will give advice, but will help facilitate and help um, steer the conversation and uh, parties think about the solution
1: right and together right. on that yeah so 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 you're like a guiding stick and and is it is there a possibility that maybe if you know if a if a couple goes through mediation they might think twice about going for a divorce
0: Oh, that's... Gerald, I'm so glad you said that because that is exactly what uh, we at um, Eagles Mediation and Counseling Centre are uh, actually... um, That is the area that we are targeting. And Mm. this is what we are calling as uh, upstream, you know. We are trying to give and provide mediation services before couples uh, even think of divorce Mm. because um, couples come to us sometimes mostly for the counseling you know that we provide for um, married couples yeah. and and once sometimes they might come to an impasse or just have a very stressful situation descend upon them. Mm. Uh, For example, you know, like if there's a sudden loss of job Mm. and you're going from double income to single income or from single income to none. Yeah. That's a very stressful situation. And um, while you may have a uh, good enough stable marriage... When all these kinds of situations descend upon you, the stress is great, and I, I like to describe it as you already have a very good, sturdy wooden boat, um, and uh, you know it, it does no, There are no holes, and in usual circumstances, it will not spring a leak. But when even a good, sturdy boat, when you're caught in a big, huge storm, you you can capsize and you can be you know thrown against the rock. That's absolutely
2: so, true. I think, yeah. I think you actually uh, brought up a really really good point like this was not kind of like our, our target but um, I think kind of like therapy a lot of people think like couples counselling is a bit like taboo or paise even you know mm. maybe sometimes they don't want to join but uh, I guess it should always be kind of like you know the first um, thing to look, look at because it can really help to you know rebuild the relationship and kind of help you suss out which parts you know are working or is it really something that you have to you know split up um, because you know it's just there's no reconciliation that's possible okay um, I got a question for Christine, okay? So, one of the um, responses that we actually got uh, is actually from this girl. She says that when I was 12 years old, my parents were separated and I was very confused and I couldn't understand why and obviously, I was very upset as a child. But fast forward, now it's 14 years later, I actually feel very blessed that I still have both my parents who love me very much um, and my families aka my mom and my dad who are split up already are still friends and we can even go on like holidays together like you know with like the other families as well um however, at that age you know when you're younger like twelve to maybe fourteen fifteen sixteen even what do you think is the emotional impact on a child when parents decide to actually go for a split because there's so many things that are involved like you know, which parent do you want to follow? How how your parents are going to spend time with you? Um, you know, for festivals, you know, whose house you're going to go to? How do you think that actually impacts the children?
3: Yeah, like, like what you have uh, rightly pointed out, uh, it really actually at that point in time uh, is very uncertain for, for the child mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's a process before, you know, parents um, finally split. And the process could have started even, uh, you know, like earlier days when the parents were either fighting or, or the child experienced that there was a difference in the, in, the, in the home environment, like Cold War, parents not talking to each other. Mm. And, uh, and so, so the, the process may have already started. And like you said, it's very confusing because what's going to happen. And then when it actually happens, when like you say, split happens when they start separating or, or eventually decide on a divorce, uh, the effects on the on the child uh, really can can vary right uh because there would be like questions like whether they, um, they contribute to the uh you know mm. the difficulties in a marriage because parents sometimes argue and fight over children like how the children are disciplined right or, you know whether one parent is you know uh, not doing the proper job in a parent and uh, and then uh so so sometimes I think one of the questions that we have is blaming themselves and wondering, you know, whether they are the contributing factors. Right. And then I guess the other thing, it's really uh, uh, the state of uh, uh, stability being shaken, isn't it? Because the experience of uncertainty, what's going to happen now, right? So uh, are they going to be like uh, having to, you know, move house, move homes? Are they going to have to switch schools? Or uh, what's going to happen to their pets, for example, you know, and uh, what's going to happen to their siblings, you know, are going to are they going to live together or do they have to make a choice of which parent they are going to uh, live with? So yeah. I guess then there's a challenge of, you know, how do they make a decision? Because mm. most of the times, you know, one child may love the other more than, the, uh, than a, a parent, more than the other. But even uh, despite that, there's a sense of loyalty still to both parents yeah even if they may have uh, preference for one right because both of them are uh, either a father a dad or a mom so that's also the effect on them the question of you know how to make a decision yeah and then I, i i guess because they do not have a and also the sense of control also because they do not have a control of what the parents are going to do and what the outcome mm.
1: may be. Christine, I have a question. So, yeah. when, when a divorce happens, usually the counselling will be most likely for the divorced couple. Um, nobody's ever, you know, like prepared or nobody is, is exper- will be experienced in in, in in this. I'm talking about the kids. Is there mm. a way where, where a kid can talk to somebody? Is there any counselling they can get? And how do they go about getting that help?
3: Mm. Yeah, that's a very important question. Sometimes, I think uh, it depends really, right, because some parents don't even, uh, you know, once they are divorced, they don't come back for counselling. But in the, in the context when the parents are uh, making the decision, right, uh, to divorce, and um, uh, at that point in time, when they're involved in the counselling context, then uh, the important thing is to actually help the parents um, recognize that uh, the divorce has impact on the children and and then the thing is how to actually um, help mitigate the effects on the children so so like uh, in a count, possible counting context and the parents are still in, already deciding on divorce uh, the important thing is to to, uh, to to provide the context that it's possible to actually also address you know yeah firstly the parents concern for the children and then the context where we can actually invite the parents to say, "How about you know um, uh, uh, addressing this issue uh, together with the children?" Okay. So, uh, so it's a context where the children can come in together with the parents. So one possibility is uh, a situation where the parents have not uh, uh, told the children about the divorce. So that's one possibility. Another possibility is that the children have already been told, and so the children are affected. Mm,
2: okay, so two different
3: scenarios. So, in a situation where the parents have the children have not been informed, counseling context in to which you actually. Uh, talk to the parents
2: about their ideas about how are they going to present the information to the children. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I think that's super, super important. Okay. Um, thank you so much for sharing that piece of information because there were literally people who were saying that my parents didn't tell us about the split. Like my siblings and I didn't know and then when they found out they were like, Why would you hide such a big thing from us? Yeah. Um yeah. but okay, in the situation whereby um like we said worst case scenario you know the split is decided it's confirmed um Lee Chu, can you share with us right um from your perspective as a mediator what would kind of like be a fair split because that's just one of the toughest things to decide on um how do you think parents can successfully continue to co-parent like you know should there be a schedule that they work out should the kids be moving houses like you know they stay with their dad for like you know this year and then the mom for the other year or how do you think um what do you think would be more beneficial for the children I think um, definitely certainty
0: as much as possible mm. would be beneficial, and also of course on the uh, um, to know that both are still very much invested in the child and still interested in the child's um, well being and I have had a case where you know um, the uh, couples can actually uh, have stated at what stage they will come together and mediate again uh, regarding the child's uh, education uh, choices of like uh, what... ECA, you know, so, so it happened at 12 and it ha- it's going to happen at 16 and mm. then again at 18 mm. and all the kind of uh, milestones mm. when after big exams and then you have to make decisions of what secondary school, right. uh, what JC and then what university, you know. So um, this gives, I think, the, the child um, uh, certainty and there is a plan, right? right? Yeah, and and they know that okay, both parties are very, uh, both the father and the mother still very much invested and want to make sure that the, uh, a good decision is made together mm. uh, for the child. Yeah, and, and talking
1: about age and everything. You know, is is there like an what, what's the what's the maximum age or minimum age for the child to not, um, how do I put this, <laughs>
2: <laughs> not have to be you know like part of this like you know yeah. like toss up I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, 21.
1: is 21. the age. So, yeah. if a child yeah. 20, it's actually by law that...
2: You still have to decide hmm. which parent you want still, to go with. Still, there is, yes, oh. the oh. idea of custody. Okay. And, I
1: see. Yes. Okay. I see. Uh, Kim was mentioning just now um, to me, you know, we were reading all the different like, comments yeah. on Insta Stories, right? And you mentioned something about this, this person who, t- who, who um, um, commented and said uh, that the parents didn't want to tell... Them about the divorce. Yes. they didn't know until later.
2: Exactly. So, um, basically the parents got a divorce, and then this guy and his siblings had no idea. But obviously, when they found out, it was a bit of a shock to them. Um, perhaps the perspective of the parent was maybe to like not want to hurt the child. There must be a reason. But the children, like him and his siblings, felt, felt like you know how could you keep such a big decision from us because they felt like they were not part of that, you know, planning or like, you know, that decision-making. Christy,
1: do you think that's fair? Do you think that
2: children should know? Yeah, yeah,
1: for parents, yeah, for children to know and for parents to not tell them for whatever reason. Christy?
3: Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I I, I think it's important that, uh, you know, parents have an opportunity to... Actually, um, Pepper has a communication with the children, right? Mm. Because the, the main, the important thing is because they want to maintain the relationship with the children, even if after the divorce, they are either a dad or a mom, and how, and explain to the children the context, the reason for the the for, for the divorce. I, I remember a, a, a context where uh, parents were fighting uh, because a uh, dad has an affair and the child was a primary school situation. Oh. so the parents, yeah, so the parents were. Uh, in a way, informed enough uh, to believe that the child should be actually told about the divorce. Right. So, so, so they actually came to to, to counselling because they actually want to wanted to bring the child together in, in, but the but we decided that it's best to talk to the parents first so that they have a clarity, you know, about how to communicate to the child so that mm. the child understands that the the fight is really between the two grown-ups, right? And it's all about them.
1: It's not their fault, yeah. right?
3: yeah and then and then in the in the counseling context when that's clear both parents actually can can communicate the same message to the child so there's a danger is sometimes that you know will give a different reason for the divorce mom would give a different re- reason for the divorce and then the child is kept is left in between to decide now who is right and who is wrong right, 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 you right, right, know right. and to sort out the mm. fact and as it is it's already confusing enough yeah and emotionally upsetting enough and, and one of the emotions, obviously, is anger and sadness and frustration.
1: Because a child will always love both parents equally. And it's just, you know, very confusing if, you know, is this my fault? Questions will, will, will cloud. And I think communication, you know, when, when it comes to a divorce, is very important between parents and, and children. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Thank you guys um, so, so much for sharing, you know, your input as well as, you know, expert insights and experience as well. Because um, we, we really hope that, you know, if you're tuning into this podcast right now, perhaps you might be going through a situation like that. You know, a friend who's going through a situation like that. Or if you're a parent... And, uh, you know, you're not sure what to do because you're facing difficulties in your marriage. You don't know how to tell your children about it. Uh, We hope that this, you know, podcast has managed to help you a little bit and shed some light on the emotions that, you know, parents and children could be feeling in this process.
1: Once again, thanks to Christine Lin, Principal Psychotherapist over at EMCC, as well as uh, Ms. Laoli Chu, Mediator of EMCC. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Thank
3: you. Thank you. Thank you.